Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Officially headed downhill toward the weekend. We only have one baseball series left, you know, and it will start this weekend. Coming up on Friday and Saturday, the World Series, as long as it's not a sweep, will actually... Take us into November, if you can believe that. But yes, we're heading into the final weekend of October. And as I say, heading into, it's it's Wednesday, okay? But we're, we're pointed toward the final weekend in October. Lots of trick-or-treating this weekend. I'm actually really happy that I will not be around on Saturday afternoon and evening. <laughs> because I, yeah. Last year, I baked cookies and passed those out on a tray to trick-or-treaters. But my neighborhood is so busy. There's so many kids. It, you know, it's hard to walk. Penny, I remember a few years ago, funniest thing ever with Penny, uh, we were walking and I'm trying to navigate large groups of kids and parents and crazy costumes and everything else. And just that people have their dogs out. And so it got really busy in the afternoon in my neighborhood. And I'm walking Penny around the block and I can't figure out why she's lagging behind me. I turn around and I realize she's following a trail of Cheetos and eating them off the ground. <laughs> so yes, it's difficult to walk the dog on Halloween trick-or-treat events. But anyway, it's not all about me. I just choose to stay hidden and stay inside. <laughs> anyway, so... This weekend, I will be gone on Saturday with a couple of different events and some fun stuff with Bob and my brother. Uh, but yes, Halloween is upcoming. A lot of people will celebrate this weekend since it's a Tuesday. And then next week, yeah, I mean, believe it or not, uh, we will be crowning a World Series champion. We finally gotten to that point. And uh, as October wanes, the fall classic is heating up. But that's the opposite of what happened to the Phillies' bats. They went from world beaters to silent. They went from loud. Do you remember me telling you last week how the Phillies are loud? I can identify. I can relate to that. They're loud in everything they do. Their stadium is loud. And it was in games one and two. The fans were loud in game six and seven. Got to give credit to the D-backs. They earned every bit of their second World Series appearance in franchise history. But I am stunned at the ouster of the Phillies. I don't make predictions very often. In fact, hardly ever. And when I do, I always qualify them by saying their guesses. I have no idea what's actually going to happen. But I did say on a Zoom call to a class I was speaking to on Tuesday that I would be stunned if the Phillies lost game seven for a lot of reasons. They have the best 
home field advantage in the history of the baseball playoffs. That Those fans provide such a lift and such a boost. Not to mention, I felt like they were due. This team had so much wisdom and experience. They were very limited in game number six on their own field. And I just thought the tenacity and the toughness and everything that they bring to the table as a team, that it would serve them well. I know it was their first game seven in franchise history. I guess I didn't consider that in in the equation. But they faced winner-take-all games before. I liked the fact that they had fought from being a wild card two years in a row to get to the NLCS, and they had taken out big bats like the Atlanta Braves, but I did not see this coming. I did not see their bats go from lukewarm to flat-out cold in the span of two games. I didn't see it. Didn't see it coming. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for all your questions to our Twitter and Facebook pages, if you did not hear your question posed on Ask Amy Anything here on the show, well, first of all, go back and get the podcast because if you missed it, it's always available. But I do reply throughout the day on Wednesday. I'll go back to Twitter and Facebook and I'll reply uh, and I'll get a bunch of your questions answered that way. Oh my gosh. Don't ask me why I do these things. I'm I'm a glutton for punishment and I very often think that I'll just suck it up. Who cares if I'm tired? And then I get to this point in the week and I think, what in the world? Why did I schedule a duct cleaning at my house between the hours of noon and three? Jay, why did I do that? I thought, oh, it's, it's all right. I'll sleep on Monday. I'll sleep on Tuesday. And, and then on Wednesday, it'll be okay. I'll, I'll be able to wake up early. No, that sounds like the worst idea of all time. But because I've had some trouble with allergies this year, I've never had allergies before. But for whatever reason, I'm not sure if it's because I'm getting old. I have no idea. But I'm getting the ducts clean in my house, so all of the air ducts before I turn the heat on. Uh, and, yeah, I'm I'm an I idiot mean, because I scheduled it between noon and 3. Yeah. They first said between 8 and 9, and I thought, okay, it's going to take a couple hours. I'll be so exhausted by mid-morning. I'll just wake up early. I'll sleep first and wake up early. But now it makes me want to just – Ignore the phone call and not open the door. I've, I've been there. The schedule. It's with, with the sleep. You're like, oh no, like I'll be fine. And then like the actual comes to it. It's Ugh. like, why the hell did I do that? Yes, but, but it's problem because we generally sleep during business hours. So when there are appointments that need to be kept and and in different, I don't know whether it's a. a I'm trying to think of some other example. Oh, like a power washing or um, getting a new shed installed soon. These are things that need to be done during the daytime, right? right? The worst, though, like those two things are taking place outside. So theoretically, I don't have to be awake the whole time. Do you have to like let them in? Oh, yeah. No, they're going to be in the house. In fact, he said to me, if you would like us to do one particular room first, we will do that first. And then, you know, if you need to do some work or if you need, you know, I mentioned my dog. Do you think it's possible that while they're cleaning the ducks in the rest of the house, I can go back to sleep Try. if I had them do my bedroom first? No, that's creepy. There's going to be multiple men in my house. I don't think it's a good idea for me to go back to sleep. That's probably, probably not a good idea, but <laughs> <laughs> you can try. Oh, why? Why did I do this? I was so gung ho and I needed to get it done. And well, it's uh, a it's a good cause. Like I don't think I think it's you know going to be a benefit. But to wake up at basically the middle of the night for us 
It just doesn't sound exciting. No. Well, any- exciting. It's anything but exciting. Like, you know, if you're getting up to, like, I don't know, go to a movie or something, like, maybe you'd be a little better. I would not be getting up to go to a movie you know after saying, three hours of sleep. <laughs> is there any way you could, like, shoot a text or something be like, hey, can you come more towards three? Because three isn't, I mean, it's early, but it wouldn't be as bad. Right. Uh, yes, I can try that. Like noon sounds sounds horrible. So he, here's the fun. It, it, no, it does sound horrible. And watch watch them show up like right away at 11:59. noon. I would hope I'd be able to get back to sleep, but the problem is it's going to take up a couple hours, so probably not. By that time, Penny and and Sugar will be needing. Oh, Penny's going to be doing her thing. Oh man, this is a what a terrible idea. Cancel it. <laughs> no, I just can't. call it. I can't. I can't cancel it. I have an appointment. I have a coupon. I need to get it done. Anyway, maybe I can ask them to come later. Um, but here's the funny part. So they told me that they would come between noon and 3. So that's the even worse, right? Because what if they show up at 2.30 and I've been awake since noon? Exactly. So my plan is to, because I usually turn my phone on silent when I'm sleeping, uh, so I don't get bombarded by texts and calls. What if I set the alarm for noon, I turn the phone on, and then I stay in bed? Because they're giving me a half-hour warning. But also, the chances are, if I fall back asleep and the phone rings, I might not hear it. <laughs> mm, it's a tough game to play that game. Like the, I've, I've done that waiting for like to hear back from emails or something and uh, try to, like, oh, I'll set an alarm like uh-huh. every hour and I'll just oh, sleep no, in between. Oh, no, that's the worst. You never, like, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. Shoot, that was a bad idea. That was a really bad idea. They're definitely coming today? As bad as Mad Dog basing... His future on a game that he can't control. Have you guys heard this? Yeah, they are, they're coming today. I'm just going to suck it up, okay? Don't bother me on Wednesday evening because I'm going to have to take a nap. <laughs> call you. No. <laughs> Dinner time, I'm out. All right, so I don't know. Maybe that's, a, maybe that's a bad idea, but this is a worse idea. I would not be stunned if they won tonight. I would be floored. Floored. And I'll say this right now. Just uh, I'll say this right now. And Bob Raceman, write it down. If they win the next two days, they win the next two games and win this series in seven games. If they win, I will I will retire on the spot. <laughs> Maybe you can convince me one. If they win two in a row, you know what? I'll make it different. I'll make it different because I'll make it be painful for me. Oh, so that's if not painful. If they win the next two Retiring. days. On the spot. Two weeks from today, I will work on the air and not go to Timmy's first game as an assistant coach. That will be painful. And you can chronicle it because if I'm not on the air, well, then I lied. And if I'm on the air, hey, you know what? He, he paid his bet, paid his debt. If they win two against the Phillies. So here's the thing. He's not actually retiring. This is Mad Dog Russo. For those of you who don't know him, he's an iconic radio voice. He's now on Mad Dog Radio on satellite. And you may not have known him before, but you definitely know him now. I wonder how many of the under 23-year-olds in the Diamondbacks clubhouse knew the name Mad Dog before yesterday. Mad Dog! Mad Dog! Mad Dog! Mad Dog! Mad Dog! Mad Dog! Nice. That's courtesy of AZ Sports. Yep. Got to pay up. But I don't understand why you would ever make a bet like that. I don't get it. Why would you ever tie a personal event or your future in the business to a game you have no control over? I will, I will retire 
On the spot. On the spot. But I'm assuming he doubled back on that, right? And now it's just about missing his son's game. And I say just. I'm sure it's going to be painful. But what an idiot. You're actually punishing your son right. for something you can't. For, for a, right. A stupid bet that you have no control over the outcome. I do not understand I think that. the son hurts more than he would. Exactly. In that one. The be... son's got to be, well, not furious, but probably really sad. Hurt. Are you kidding, Dad? Yeah. Are you, exactly. That hurts me that you would actually make that sacrifice over something as stupid as sports. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. The Phillies, two for 17 with runners in scoring position in games six and seven on their own field. They did have the lead in the fourth inning. They rallied past the D-backs in the fourth inning of Game 7, but then left the bases loaded. So they played it two runs in the fourth inning, left the bases loaded, and it wasn't long before the little engine that could, those scrappy Diamondbacks, came firing back. Carroll swings, ground ball, base hit center field. Rivera rounding third. He will score. And on Carroll's third hit of the night, he ties the game at two. Swing and a base hit right field. Carroll rounding third. Castellanos charging. We're going to have a play at the plate. The throw is cut off. Carroll scores. Moreno in a rundown. And he tried to juke out the first baseman, Harper. The put out there will go 9-3-4. But the Diamondbacks take the lead. Greg Schulte on Diamondbacks Radio. You could feel it even through the TV. And you could definitely hear it. That full-throat stadium... They were measuring decibel levels. You may have seen on the broadcast on, I guess it was, was it TBS? The broadcast where when the the uh, Alec Bone home run went flying out of the stadium and then Bohm scores the go-ahead run on a Bryson Stott RBI, they're measuring decibel levels. And it's got up to 106 for those of you who pay any attention to that. It was loud. It was raucous. It was electric. And again, that's one of the reasons why the Phillies have played so well at home in this postseason and last year too. But the Diamondbacks rallied with two runs in the fifth and that stadium got quiet. The Phillies managed to get a couple runs off Brandon Fott, but you know what they didn't do? They could not generate any offense against the bullpen. Fott was gone after four innings. The Phillies had one hit. One hit in the next five innings. They did have a couple of walks in the seventh, but then left two more runners stranded. In fact, for Bryce Harper and Trey Turner, the the two and three hitters, there's going to be a lot just stewing over this, going back over it. The two of them were 0 for 8 combined in Game 7, and multiple times they had a chance to drive in a big run, even if it's not a home run. It's just a big hit. Couldn't capitalize. 2 for 17 with runners in scoring position, these Phillies, in these final two games at home. And so that stadium got nervous and anxious, and then finally just got quiet, and the bats were muted, and the fans were muted as well. Here's the pitch, and a fly ball, right field, going over as Corbin Carroll, he's under it, he's got it, and the 2023 Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series for the second time in their 26-year history. 
They have upset the Philadelphia Phillies. They come back after losing the first two games here in Philadelphia. They went four of the last five, the last two here at Citizens Bank Park. And they beat the Phillies four games to three, winning tonight's game by a final score of four to two. And the celebration is on in the field for the Diamondbacks. Off to Arlington, Texas to take on the Texas Rangers in the 2023 Major League Baseball World Series. There's a lot of emotion on this field right now. We have walked a walk that I don't think only but a few people understand. There were some dark days here. So two years ago, we lost 110 games. And to say that we're going to the World Series, you know, 24 months later is uh, an amazing feeling. And I can't quite put it into words. But at some point today, I'm going to slow it down and be able to. But for right now, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. I think it's really been a group effort, um, you know, players sticking up for players, um, you know, staff as well, and kind of just some of the infrastructure that we've um, developed over really the course of this year to be able to get through those tough times. Um, you know, we were, in a sense, lucky enough to face some real adversity during the season, and so, um, you know, I think that prepared us for, for moments like this. Pair of wild cards meeting in the World Series for the first time since 2014, I think was the last time. And it's incredible. The Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Now, they both spent a lot of money. The D-backs won 84 games this year. Uh, both these teams had 100 loss seasons just a couple years ago. And so as much as people talk about how Major League Baseball is unfair. There's no salary cap. There is a luxury tax, though, and there's a pretty steep luxury tax threshold. It's very punitive once teams go over it. So you've even seen teams like the Yankees, like the Red Sox, dialing back their spending a little more because they recognize how much money uh, it costs them to go over the cap, quote-unquote. But now you've got two teams, both wild cards, although the Rangers led their division most of the season, but two wild cards who take out teams in their own divisions, right? And survive to the fall classic. I will say I'm happy it's not a rematch of last year only because I like fresh storylines and something new. And this is definitely new from the category of you can't make this stuff up. (laughs) We're asking you like Diamondbacks over the Phillies. What's another stunning upset you never saw coming? On Twitter, After Hours CBS, or my Twitter, A-Law Radio, also on our Facebook page. Tell you what, Nick Castellanos never saw it coming. The potential of this team is so much greater than going home before the World Series. You know, last year when we lost Game 6, I think, obviously we're disappointed because we didn't win the whole thing, but there's a lot of, there was a lot of like, all right, well, we got here. You know, like now, now we can build off of that. So knowing how we feel about this team and we came up short uh, from what we did the year previous, I mean, it's a disgusting feeling, honestly. Nick Castellanos does wear his heart on his sleeve and a disgusting feeling because this team could have accomplished so much more. By the way, before that, if you didn't recognize voices, Corbin Carroll on MLB Network, he went three for four with a couple RBI in this game and True to form, how he has been pretty much all season long, except for when he was injured for a bit. Uh, Did you know that this team, they're so young. They had 11 home runs by players who were under 23 years old. I mean, what they've been able to do is stunning, but against the Phillies at the bank, 
considering that earlier in this series, the Phillies had a 10-0 shutout, a 10-0 game. The bats just, they disappeared. I like this answer from Rob Thompson, Phillies manager, about when he realized that things were changing in this series. Probably the fact that they got the lead in, in the game, first game back here uh, probably changed the momentum a little bit. They started to run a little bit and started to put pressure on us. And, and uh, you know, they started playing their game. And they did a good job with that. So uh, I'm not exactly sure, but, you yeah, know, but it did change. It definitely did. I mean, it's, it's always painful when you get this close and you come up short. But the Phillies had everything in their favor. And they had taken out the big bad Braves again. Final two games at home. They just needed one of them. And so while I wouldn't bet my future in the business on it, uh, nor any type of personal family obligation or family event... I am stunned. And many of you are responding with the upsets you never saw coming. So we'll get to a few of those before the end of the hour. Last night was also the start of the NBA season. The Denver Nuggets celebrated with the banner and the rings. Oh my gosh, the rings apparently have on the side of them a piece that unfurls like the banner. Don't ask me how they did that, but if you want to find the um, the Nuggets, the NBA probably posted a video of the rings. Yeah, I guess they have a piece that folds out like a banner. <laughs> crazy. Anyway, they get really creative with these rings now. Uh, they are gaudy, some gaudy bling. So the Nuggets are back to business the Golden State Warriors, they now have Chris Paul, but they lose to the Phoenix Suns, his former team with KD. Yeah, yeah, all the drama. So we'll mix in a little vote. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Of the NBA as well. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Nuggets Nation, I can't hear you. You guys have been the best fans in the NBA for eight years. We appreciate that. Last year was amazing. We got one ring. Who wants another? Court circle guarded by Torian Prince. They're going to go to Jokic in the high post again. This time a pick by Joker. Joker kick out three pointers. Got it. There's a triple double. Nikola Jokic. Game number one. 27, 13, and 11. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. All right. So some things never change. <laughs> Nikola Jokic with his first triple-double of the NBA season. The Nuggets shot 53% from the floor, so they were locked in after receiving their rings and watching the banner raised into the rafters. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio, Jason Kosmicki on Nuggets Radio, and Mike Malone at the ring ceremony. He's fantastic, and, and keeping in mind that he lost his dad two weeks ago, so his dad just missed seeing his son have a, a brand new piece of, of of hardware, a brand new piece of bling, um, and seeing that banner. But, of course, he does know that his son finally became an NBA champion, which is incredible. I'm so glad his dad was around for that. But, yeah, the emotion of the opening ceremony, it's a lot to digest. It was nice to uh, you know, have a moment there and then um, get right back to work. I thought we took that energy, that confidence. Um and went right into the game with it. So, you know, today was a great example. We just played as a team. Ball was hopping. Ball was moving. Guys in the right spot. It was amazing, Felix. To be honest, I miss, I miss the guys who are not with us anymore. But uh, it was just uh, probably it can happen once, once in a lifetime. So um, we as a group, as a collective group, we went to as a, as a we event. And we're going to remember one time in the history or whatever. So we're going to be remembered as a champion. So I think it's a really nice moment in life. <laughs> a really nice moment in life. I'm sure he enjoyed his offseason uh, back home where he said after a couple of weeks of people wanting to take photos and talk to him and congratulate him, they just leave him alone and he just does his thing. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched Inside the NBA on TNT, but it, it was uh, it was on site actually. It was in Denver. And so they talked to Jokic after the game and Shaq had learned how to say, I love you. <laughs> in uh, Jokic's native tongue. And so they were already goofing off with him, of course, because he is a likable personality. And as much as people make fun of him for the fact that he's stiff or not athletic or whatever, he's now a champion and nobody can take that away from him. Now, I don't know how to say I love you in Serbian. Oh, Jay knows how to say I love you in Serbian. Go ahead. Um, we would be remiss if we did not allow Shaq to speak to you in your native tongue. Oh my gosh. I just want to oh, say, let's go, Shaq. I just want to say, brother Volente. 
Volente. Volente, good job. Good job, Chef. I like the suit. Really what good suit. What did he say? Really what did he say? <laughs> says, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Yes, good job, Chef. Volente. Hey, Volente. Chef, next time. Volente. Chef, sometime. <laughs> Another, uh, next time something different. Next time something different. Come on. We're giving plenty of time to prepare. Next time something different. Jokic is like, uh, how about say something different to me next time? So that was one of two games on opening night in the NBA. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. The other actually in the Bay Area where the Warriors hosted the Suns. And this was kind of crazy because it, it was wild. In the third quarter... The, the Warriors outscored the Suns 40-19. to 19. In the fourth quarter, they were outscored 28-18. to 18. So, yeah, it was a mess. I said this earlier. It cracks me up. Tim Roy, who's the play-by-play voice of the Warriors, I heard him say this. Chris Paul has been the best Warrior on the court tonight. That was his first game, of course, with Golden State. And so after Tim says that, he pauses a phrase I thought I'd never utter. We're all getting used to each other. You know, <laughs> me and Steph play two totally different ways, you know, and so that's an adjustment for a lot of these guys. It's an adjustment for us. Um, but we have so many different units that can play, especially when Dre get back. You know what I mean? So that's going to be a whole nother, uh group of us sort of getting used to each other. But it's promising because one thing about teams is you can tell the spirit. You know, spirit is something that you can't hide, you know, when guys is frowning or mad or whatnot. So <laughs> what I'm excited about our team is, you know, the spirit is right. We've joked about it a lot already. <laughs> it's, uh, I remember, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, he got J.K. in Phoenix, uh, like 92 feet from the basket. And we were all like, come on, man. Um, it wasn't, it was a different play. It was a great play in terms of today, like, just understanding when contact was going to happen and obviously, you know, selling the call that was that was actually there. But, yeah, definitely some laughs. And he got booked with it, too, which is funny. And, you know, just, you know, obviously smart basketball, you have to play the game. It is nice to not have to look at the ref like, hey, he's on our squad now. <laughs> it's weird to me that Steph Curry and – Chris Paul are now in the same backcourt. It is weird. I, I will tell you that. And it's probably going to be extremely odd to see Damian Lillard in a Bucks uniform playing alongside Giannis. Just combinations that we have to get used to. Uh, speaking of that, I talked about those with Matt Moore when he joined us from Denver after the ring ceremony. And we're going to bring back part of this conversation because I want you to hear what he has to say about load management. Last night it was the Lakers, right? And and while LeBron is on a, a minute's limit just because he's starting season number 21, they want to be careful. How will load management affect the Lakers? Because they use it liberally. This is what load management is about. Exactly, Darvin Ham. Not just that, but Kawhi Leonard, I, he, his idea of load management is to take a month off at a time. Is that, that's mean, isn't it? It probably is mean. Anyway, I asked... Uh, I asked Matt about load management and how it will be implemented, but also about James Harden and what happens with Harden. So we're going to bring back part of that, but they are off and running in the NBA with a pair of games from the Western Conference and the Nuggets. They are the champions. On Twitter, after our CBS, on our Facebook page, what is the upset in sports that you never saw coming? We'll also bring back some of your answers 
Whew, it's the hump show. It's your hump day. You got this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will be delirious come this time tomorrow since I will have slept for all of 45 minutes before the duct people show up. What was I thinking? You are listening to... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The After Hours Podcast. Around the screen from Nurkic on the right wing. Back in between the circles. He gives it right side. Gordon for three. He got it! Eric Gordon from way downtown. And the Suns are back up five. 106-101. 43 seconds to go. Gets to the top of the arc. Gives to the cutting Nurkic. He scoops it up and in off the window. What a feed from Book. And Nurk finishes at the rim to put the Suns up four with 10.3 seconds left. Timeout, Warriors. This is Clay Thompson. Four-time champion with the Golden State Warriors. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're listening to one of the best shows in America, After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you, Clay. My mom, for her birthday, got to hear that and was speechless. No joke. I played it for her, and she had no reaction. Mom, did you hear that? That was Clay. You're listening to one of the best shows in America. After Hours with Amy Lawrence <laughs> on CBS Sports Radio. She loves the Splash Brothers. She was watching the Warriors season opener last night, and yet she was speechless. She couldn't figure out why Clay Thompson was talking about After Hours. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Clay. Thank you, Warriors. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. As the man told you, and by the way, that is Suns Radio, as they managed to hold off the Warriors for their victory in game number one. And they're off and running. We had a chance to catch up with Matt Moore, longtime NBA insider now with the Action Network. And really good conversation, wide-ranging conversation about the Nuggets, Lakers, lots of topics there. But I wanted to ask him how he believes teams will navigate the new rules made to prevent stars from either taking random nights off or stars sitting out all at the same time. I mean, it wasn't a great start when Bradley Beal, who, you know, did tweak his back and has an injury, but they said that he's out basically out of trying to be cautious in the first game of the season. Not a great start there, but (laughs) that said, I'm still pretty optimistic that I think we're going to see a much more a higher level of effort and focus from teams and players on the regular season this year. It's been a big talking point. Most notably, if you kind of, if you ask conversations around the league, you kind of get a sense that a lot of this is coming from the players themselves, that in coordination with the NBA, who knows that a new media deal is being negotiated and they need to put their best foot forward uh, for the good of everyone financially. 
I think we're meeting the summer with the MBPA where there is a little bit of dissent within the ranks of trying to get everybody back on track of, hey, we we got to play. Like, we got to be out there. I know that the training staffs are telling us that we need to rest, that it's dangerous, that I'm going to get injured, but we've got to push through a little bit. We have to kind of change the narrative. I think the players are really tired of being accused of not wanting to play when so often it's the teams that are asking them and telling them, hey, you're at risk of injury. We think it's safer if you don't play tonight. I think the players are kind of taking this stuff into their own hands and saying, no, we're going to compete this season. Now we'll see if they carry through with it, if they can still do it in January. But I do think we're going to see a lot less load management, a lot less rest nights. I think a lot more play on back-to-backs. I think we'll see a lot, a better product from the NBA this season. Okay, Matt, let's talk about some of the new duos and tandems that we have in the NBA. I actually was listening to Warriors basketball on my drive into work, and Tim Roy utters these words, Chris Paul may be the best warrior on the court tonight, and then after a pause, he follows it up with a phrase I thought I'd never say. So there you've got Chris Paul joining the Warriors, but that's just one of the moves. With Dame going to Milwaukee, uh, the changes for the Celtics, Wemby in San Antonio, who are a few of the new combos that you are psyched to see? I mean, I think it starts with Milwaukee. Just seeing Damian Lillard for years has been one of the best offensive players in the league, and he's carried these teams with rosters that were fine. They weren't terrible. Like, these were, teams were not filled with you know, non-NBA players, but he's never had a real star beside him, a real superstar. And now he's got arguably – the second best or best player over the last five years in basketball <laughs> in Giannis Antetokounmpo. And having Giannis as a player he can play off of is going to elevate his game to an even higher level. Having Dane to space the floor and make sure teams can't send droves of defenders at him is going to make Giannis better. This is the best defense that Dane's ever played with. And I was thinking about this too. You know, Where does Chris Middleton fit in with the number of guys that Dane has played with? It's probably in Portland, LaMarcus Aldridge, and then I think Chris Middleton's probably better than C.J. McCollum. So, like, Chris Middleton, the now third or fourth best player on the team, <laughs> is now is still probably, like, on the list of third best players that Dame's ever played with. And that, that, I think, is really exciting. The Celtics, I'm more excited on kind of a how-they-all-go-together formula because you have so much defense in the backcourt with Derek White, and Drew Holiday. That's just a fantastic defensive combo. That's going to give point guards nightmares, game after game after game. But in preseason, you kind of saw this. Chris Porzingis was phenomenal last year. I've never been really high on Porzingis, and he was amazing last season because he was finally healthy. Yes. If he stays healthy, he provides a weapon that means that the Celtics won't have those stretches where their offense completely melts into pieces. And that's really exciting, and that can open up even more for Jason Tatum. So, all these things, I think that they were super exciting. The Warriors, I'm a little bit more skeptical about with Chris <laughs> Paul and the age and the injuries and all of that. And the Suns, I've talked to players who have kind of said, like, yeah, we don't know. I don't know if Phoenix is going to be dominant enough because of their defense. And that, I think, is an interesting question. Um, and I think everybody in the league, I will say this, I don't know. I've never seen a rookie come in that so many players are like, I got to make sure I watch that, as I've heard cool. talk about Victor Weminyama. What do you expect with him? I had kind of lowered the bar on my expectations and been like, well, you know, look, he's, he doesn't have the muscle mass and he's going to get pushed around and um, guys are going to attack his dribble. And then I saw him in preseason and was like, man, maybe not. Maybe he's just going <laughs> to block four shots a game and hit threes and dunk from the free throw line. Like 
there's a part of this where there these except these guys that are so physically exceptional. I'll never forget there was a, a, a scene early in um, Giannis Giannis's first MVP season where they were playing the Nuggets and Paul Millsap like was trying to stop Giannis in transition. And it was obviously impossible because of Giannis's athleticism and wingspan. And Paul Millsap looked at the bench like, what is it you want me to do here? <laughs> and that's how every player looks with Victor Weminyama. What is it I'm supposed to do here? Um, and that, I think, is going to be really amazing in that, look, it's not going to be perfect every night, and there will be nights he struggles like any rookie. But the things that he does are things we've never seen before. And that's going to be exciting and something to watch for every single night. Matt Moore is with us from Denver here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. What happens with James Harden? Whew. You know, I think he ends up a clipper. I think eventually that deal gets one side or the other budges and they get it done. I think there's a sense of resignation on the on the Sixers side um, with a lot of things going on. And I think on the clipper side, there's a confidence that they can get him. Now, look. My understanding is that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have both expressed that they want that deal to get done. So that's something that they, they think the team needs to do. Typically, those guys get what they want with the Clippers. And so, you know, I think it's very likely that he winds up there. Um, Harden's away from the team right now uh, with a there's a personal family illness. And it is, like, for all of the jokes and all of the comments, and I understand why Harden has put himself in a position for those jokes to be made. But like my understanding is that the situation is serious. And so I'm trying to have like empathy and care and not, you know, get involved in, in the kind of cynicism that that Harden has honestly generated for himself and understand that he does have, have you know, a, a family and a personal life and he's got some stuff going on. But long-term, I think he probably goes to the Clippers. Uh, the bigger question in NBA circles I've talked to is very little about Harden because he's not considered to be that much of an of a impactful, influential player anymore, wow. quite honestly. The question is, what happens with Joel Embiid then? And there are a lot of teams that are keeping their cap sheets and offers ready in the event that Joel Embiid decides, you know what, this is, uh, you didn't get a star back in return, I don't want to waste a season, this has gone sideways, I'm out. And if that happens, we're just going to go from the Dame situation and the Harden situation right into the Embiid saga, and it will just keep on running uh, because uh, there's not a lot of confidence that things will calm down with the Sixers unless Daryl Morey and, and the Sixers front office find a miracle trade for a true star running mate next to Embiid. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? The Sixers go through this every couple years. By the way, Ben Simmons is ready to go. He's going to play in 23-24. I don't know what happens with James Harden or when, though Matt seems confident that he will end up in Los Angeles because, you know, PG-13 and Kawhi are on board with it. But where does that leave the Sixers? Could you imagine if that happens and when, if Joel Embiid says something about wanting to leave or it's not going to work here, I'm ready to get out, the firestorm. Oh, I, I might hunt under a rock. Could it just happen while I'm gone for my wedding and the holidays so that I don't have to deal with it? Are you saying the Nets won the James Harden trade? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, the Nets won with this whole concept of addition by subtraction. That's how they won. They won because they got rid of the headaches. That's how they won, even though they're now left kind of wondering what the heck do we do now. 
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You can always catch the full show on podcast, and our guests are put in separate audio files. We share those every afternoon on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I know many of you bookmark our podcast, and you you catch it on a daily, if not multi-weekly, or multi, yeah, bi-weekly, I don't know, something-something weekly basis. Multiple times per week would have been the appropriate way to say it. All right, we're asking you whether or not, uh, or what, what's an upset that stunned you and still you can't believe it happened. Uh, Mark says, Red Sox over the Yankees after being down 3-0, an embarrassing 3-0 in the 2004 ALCS. That I remember well. Christopher on Facebook, D- Buster Douglas over Mike Tyson. He says, I'll never forget it. Uh, Dave goes with the Baltimore Ravens in 2000 with an average Trent Dilfer as quarterback. Another David, Mets beat the Orioles in the 1969 World Series. That was before my time, but I've heard so much about it. Igor, a 16 seed, UMBC, upsetting Virginia in the NCAA tournament in 2020. Yeah, good ones. Oh, Missy, Texas A&M upsetting Alabama in October of 21. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 